In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. So everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, they, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for
And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child, and soon, as soon as you find him, report to me so that I may too go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
Gospel of John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, John the Baptist. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light because he became only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or even of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The light of the world came into the darkness. And as he did so, He began to infect the world with his light. He began to share that light with the few that were around him. They were hearing his voice, experiencing his touch. And then they begin to share that reality with those that were around them. And that light began to spread from the heart of Jerusalem to Judea. It even crossed the barriers into Samaria found its way to the edges of the Mediterranean Sea and began to make its way across Europe it even jumped on a ship and came across the Atlantic Ocean where it landed on foreign shores of of the new world. And that light began to, to come across from the east coast to the west coast. It even found its way into the mountains of a of an unknown territory that we now know as Colorado. Here we are over 2,000 years after the light descended into the darkness, and it is still infecting us, changing the way that we live, changing the way that we treat one another, changing the way that we speak. The light of the world has come into the darkness and has found its way into our hearts and our minds and we carry that light with us. And just as you were infecting one another with the light, it's a beautiful picture of of how we infect the world around us. This is the truth about you that Jesus loved you so much that that he came 
that he crammed himself into flesh and dwelt among us. That he walked this earth with love, with grace and truth, as John went on to declare. That he stretched his arms out on a cross. And he became the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And it's, and it's affected us. Still affecting us. As he is infecting us with his grace and his mercy. And as we sing together, let's allow the truth of that to really soak in as we dwell upon the fact that he, the light of the world, has come into the darkness.
Lord Jesus, these candles that we hold in our hand reflect the light that you have placed within us. The light of truth, the light of salvation. The songs that that we sing and worship to you are they're, they're not empty words that, that come out of our mouths and, and fall flat onto the ground, but they, they are lifted up to you, a sweet aroma of praise. We, we reflect on the reality that when you came into this world, it was just a single candle that that, that came into this darkness under the radar. But you began to infect those around you with the light of God the essence of of who you were. You are God in flesh. You are Emmanuel, God with us. Here we are over 2,000 years later celebrating who you are, celebrating what you have done. not just the story of a, of a baby in a manger, but it's truly a story about a creator loving his creation so much, he did everything it took to win them back. You, Emmanuel, became the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and we we may never fully comprehend what you endured on the cross, but even though we may never fully comprehend it, we, we accept it, we, we embrace it, we thank you for it, we honor you for it, Jesus. That you chose to save us that while we were still yet sinners, you died for us. While we were the ones walking in darkness. While we were the ones that, that though you came into this world, we, we didn't recognize you, we didn't receive you, we didn't know you, we didn't understand. And then our eyes were opened. about who you are and what you have done. That is our story as well. Thank you, Jesus, for being Emmanuel, God with us. It's in Christ's mighty name we all pray, and everybody said, amen. I want to invite you to blow these out and invite our ushers to come and join me up front as we prepare to distribute the elements of communion to you today. As they begin to do so, and I welcome them to begin is his broken body and and the juice is his his shed blood for us 
We celebrate Christ's birth today ultimately because of his death on the cross. And the truth is, without his death, his birth doesn't really mean anything to us. It's just another baby born in this world. The fact is, the work of Messiah it was necessary the shedding of blood for sin for redemption was necessary for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God but the gift of God is eternal life we honor him today we honor him this evening we honor him as we move on into 2018, we honor him because he died for us. So when you receive the elements, hang on to them, and we're going to then take them in together when everybody has been served. We're going to sing, let's reflect as we prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the elements of communion. offer up one other piece of information the, the bread you're receiving today is gluten free I realize that some have a concern with that and we want you to know that we've solved that problem before it even began here so um, rest easy if that is a concern for you let's, let's worship together
before he died, he had a meal with his disciples. It was a meal that they had every year at the same time, a Passover meal. In the midst of this one, though, he said some pretty radical things, some some things that were really, they, 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 were, they were game changers. In the midst of this meal that they had done every year of, of their lives and, and its exact same words at the exact same time, in the middle of that, he, he stands up and he, he breaks the bread and he begins to distribute the bread to them. And he says, I want you guys to understand now, from this point on, this represents my body broken for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. Later on, during that same meal, he raised up the cup. It was the third cup, the cup of redemption said the blessing, and then as he began to pass the cup around, he said, now I want you to understand, this now represents my blood shed for you. Take and drink in remembrance of me. stand with me. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you. Be gracious to you. May he fill you with his peace. Have a truly amazing Christmas. God bless you all. See you next Sunday.